Welcome back to Off the Curb. Happy to have you. You know, it was a relatively sleepy Sunday and everyone was having a good time and the Lions were winning. And John U. Bacon, a former guest on this show, friend of mine, came out with an interesting report on Michigan State. Twitter's ablaze. Everybody's very upset. Have to address it. So before we get to John, I wanted to grab a couple just clips from that report and that'll set us up for today. So let's run clip one here, Ben. Quote, I heard many MSU coaches, players, and staff encouraging their players to tackle Blake Corum at the knees and end his career. While I can't identify who was saying it, I know from turning around a few times it was a mix of players on the bench, staff in MSU clothing, and coaches on the sideline. They were yelling to go for his knees. This is an anonymous sideline worker, as told to John U. Bacon. There's another anonymous sideline worker involved here. Quote, there was an unprecedented amount of trash talk. J.J. McCarthy was running the ball, and I heard an MSU staffer yell, break his fucking arm. It was the most toxic and hate-filled sideline I have ever been a part of, and it starts with the head coach. The staff and players follow his lead. Again, that is a anonymous sideline worker. Number two, as told to John U. Bacon. So, Before I throw to John, I got to say this was a confusing report to me just in that it's so inconsistent with what I've been told by people off the record, sure, uh, but on the record about this program on camera where anyone can go check what I'm talking about. We had Peyton Thorne on this show sitting in the chair across from me saying that they are flat out not allowed to trash talk. The coaches, Mel Tucker doesn't allow it. It's, It's like an actual rule on the team. Connor Hayward, a year earlier, said the exact same thing in the exact same chair. Uh, the, just the couple of weeks ago, right before this Michigan game, Darius Snow, Jacoby Winman, and Xavier Henderson were on the show, and they said trash talk's not allowed. So my perception was you're not allowed to trash talk at all with this program and under this head coach. And then you read a report from John U. Bacon saying that not only do they talk trash, it's the most – vile, vicious trash talk that's ever been seen in the history of college football. Like literally ever was the terminology used. So I'm disoriented, not just because it's early here, but because it's it's a distance from reality for me in terms of this report and what my experience was just from talking to guys. Let's sort it out. John U. Bacon in digital form this time. It's great to have you, John. Welcome. Thank you very much from Toronto, Ontario. So how about that? We we like uh, we like Toronto. We like the Canadians, and uh, I don't know if, if Phantom is still playing up there. We got to check that out. I know it's leaving Broadway. So you and I are kindred spirits in this regard. I'd say so. Michigan Michigan State fans are both mad at you a lot. It seems like <laughs> they're both mad at me for how I addressed your report yesterday. I said that I think you're a straight uh, shooter. I don't think you're a charlatan for Michigan. I don't think. People are using you as a hatchet, man. People said I was too kind. And then, you know, the, of course, the the Michigan fans thought that the fact that I was a little bit skeptical about the objectivity of your sourcing made me a cover-up artist for Michigan State. So you and I are kindred in this regard. 
What's going on with this report? Was this a couple weeks in the making? Did someone drop a file on your porch? How did this come to be? Uh, good question. And by the way, my sympathies to you. Twitter is a funny place these days, to say the least. Um, I would say a, an overarching thing first. Um, the return to civility will be welcome and probably not soon. But uh, as I often say, it's very possible to disagree without being disagreeable. Whether you agree or disagree with what Justin puts out there, what I put out there and so on. I know also the mere fact that uh, we both acknowledge friendship gets us both in trouble, but it shouldn't. Uh, but anyway, um, so civility and, uh, on that front, it, it's become like politics. And, and I see it on both sides, by the way, to be utterly fair about this, is that uh, on the Michigan State side, of course, and again, this is not the fan base. This is the people on Twitter, which is what, uh, you know, 50 to 100 people commenting. So you can hardly you know, extrapolate that to the whole fan base. Now, the personal tax and the Michigan side, of course, it's a burn it down, trash program, kick them out of the Big Ten, kick them out. Who's saying that? That's insane. Uh, So on both sides, once you put anything like this out there, both sides just flame up and I basically walk away because there's no engaging either side of that um, that I can see. So, And I I find it equally crazy, just for the record. I mean, as I did during the uh, Nassar situation, as I said, it's a world-class university, Michigan State, one of 62 in the AAU, and uh, that's the Association of American Universities, very elite, of course, and Michigan fans after NASA are saying, you know, burn it down. Well, then comes Dr. Anderson, doesn't it? So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, oh, sorry, it's yeah, never a good one. I'll just say that one right now. I, I'm so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can help me sort out the, I guess I'll start here. I know you reported what legitimate witnesses said. You obviously believe them that there was this unprecedented level of trash talk, right? I mean, I'm guessing you believe the witnesses that you spoke with. I don't, I don't know who they are, so I, you know, but right. I'm guessing you did, right? My here's how, to answer your first question. Sorry about that. Um, I got one letter on Monday of last week, and when you get one letter, it's like okay, and, and the man's name is on it. He has submitted that to the Big Ten, um, younger guy. Um, and, you know, made all that clear. So I thought, okay, that's one perspective. And then I got a second one on Thursday um, from an older person who had been on the sidelines much longer, uh, not from the University of Michigan, a different university. Um, and their complaint was that what's happening? That was a complaint. Uh, why has no one at the Big Ten office gotten back to me? Why has no one interviewed me? Why is, or anyone else that I can see? Um, and all this. So that was the issue. Now, Dumb me, of course, when I include my complaint that the Big Ten is dragging their feet on this, which I think they are, um, and waiting for the U- University of Michigan police to file their report, which I guess they've done to the prosecutors yesterday, which I think is a bad move for a lot of reasons, but we'll get into that shortly. Um, I thought, okay, let's get that out there, and this is why they're upset about it. And, of course, once you do that, whatever point I was making in one, two, and three are excl- eclipsed by the A-bomb that follows, of course. Um, so on that front, I probably would have done it differently, but – um, I believe this, that these two witnesses saw what they saw, heard what they heard, and they come by it honestly. Are they the only voices? No. Uh, by no means am I claiming this is a complete report. It's two people. And that's anything but a complete report. What I am claiming is that the Big Ten should have been on this within two or three days, in part due to damage control, in part due to fairness to the, the accused, uh, the suspended eight players, of course, at Michigan State, and everyone else. And as I said, all you got to do, I mean, someone else pointed out that they don't have an investigative arm at the Big Ten. Sure you do. You hire a law firm like everyone else does for about a week. Uh, this is not a complicated situation. It's a simple situation. This is not Nassar or Anderson that takes a very long time to figure out what happened, why, 
how often, et cetera. This is about 90 seconds of stuff, maybe less. Um, and at that point, of course, and again, these suspensions are indefinite. If I'm one of those players, at some point I could sue for saying, you know, uh, a fair trial, a fair and speedy trial. It's not happening. So that's my complaint, of course. And these the comments, of course, overwhelm all that. It's a rookie mistake on that one. Uh, but I stand by it. I stand. These guys are very credible sources. They're not the only sources. And, you know, if uh, Peyton Thorne says that, I don't think he's lying. Um, I'm sure he was told that. Um, so and I and I've seen zero evidence of Peyton Thorne doing anything at all. I mean, after the game, he's talking to J.J. McCarthy the way you're supposed to. Uh, and by the way, also, as I say in my letter, which certainly got <laughs> very quickly steamrolled and eclipsed, uh, Michigan State handled this one, I thought, about perfectly. Uh, on Sunday, within a day, uh, they have three apologies from the head coach, the AD, and the, um, and the president himself. Um, and they're, you know, they're perfect apologies. I'm in the business of tearing apart apologies if I offended anybody, and, but they did this, and it's all crap. This, these are three, I thought, perfect apologies. Suspended four players, then four more players. I don't think any reasonable fan from either side could ask for more than that. So I think the response there has been dead on. So I've got no issue there whatsoever. My issue is with the Big Ten. Yeah, I t- totally agree with the Big Ten aspect. I actually tweeted something out like a day or two before your report dropped saying, like, enough what's taking so long. I, it, it's preposterous and it's a lack of communication too. It's like, we, we, there's no concept of, is this thing coming out tomorrow or three months from now? I mean, we don't even have a, a general sort of vague timeline of where this is proceeding. And that's not just us. I've spoken to multiple players on Michigan state's team. One of the suspended players, they have no clue. I mean, they don't know if they're dressing uh, for the next game or, going to be kicked out of school i mean it's, it's just it's a complete gap in in what their you know sort of reality is and they don't know what to make day to day i'm curious if you see any disconnect let me, let me because... down real quick though oh, go ahead, go ahead. if they're if they're saying that they're waiting for the police report then say that even though i disagree with that notion and by the way on that front here's the beef um it's the university of michigan police and i know some of those guys um i always suspect they will do an utterly fair and honest job, as Michigan State police would as well. Uh, nonetheless, why is the Big Ten waiting that as the be-all and end-all? For two reasons, there are issues. One, it is the University of Michigan police, and their checks are blue. They are, pay- they are paid by the University of Michigan. Again, I think they'll do an honest job. Police work comes first. But nonetheless, uh, it, there is an image issue there, a question of appearances for the Big Ten. Second thing, more importantly, is what do they do? They investigate crimes. Look, Maybe there's a crime committed. That's that's for a different pay grade than mine. That to me is not the Big Ten's issue. The Big Ten issue is simply sportsmanship. What went wrong? If Michigan players were trash talking, report that. If any Michigan players were involved in the altercation, and report that. Uh, what can be done to make the tunnel safer? Report that. Uh, the Big Ten's goals should not be the same goals as the University of Michigan Police's goals. So I think that's an issue there as well. And as you point out, it's not been communicated at all. And when you don't have communication, you get paranoia, and that's happening on all sides. I think the the thing that I'm curious for your take on is you're one of several people. I mean, I, I know you're a, a reporter, you know, you're a journalist and you're a professor and I'll, I, you know, I respect that, but you are from the Michigan side, quote unquote, you know, you went there, you report on them, you've written books on the program. Is there a disconnect to you between Michigan state being, as you've admitted, having this completely perfect response, they couldn't have handled it better. And this so. allegation that it's a program run amok 
that's they've run a foul there. There's a complete institutional breakdown there. Those really aren't compatible ideas, right? Cause if they're this dysfunctional uh, hellhole, how do they have this perfect response to this crisis here? Uh well, your words, not mine. I'm not describing it as a dysfunctional hellhole. That's that's Twitter talking, <laughs> of course. Uh, on the Michigan side, yes, I was born and raised in Ann Arbor. I went to Michigan, no question about it. I've taught there. I've not taught there in three years, but yes, taught there for a long time. Also taught at Miami of Ohio and Northwestern for six years. Um, and also, this is this is an, a, a tired trope, but nonetheless, as you know, three and out, fourth and long, and end zone were highly critical of the University of Michigan and got my press pass pulled. And more recently, the Juwan Howard incident. Um, I was highly critical of that. The, the, the apology should have been at the press conference, and it wasn't. Um, and I like and respect Juwan Howard. His players certainly do. I love Tom Izzo. Um, I also note that the basketball rivalry does not have the same toxicity that the football one does. And I credit Tom Izzo for a lot of that because he's been the constant for, what, 25 years or so now. Um, and, of course, you know, John Beelam is a class act as well, in my opinion. And Juwan Howard, I think the Michigan State rivalry is okay. Uh, but anyway – um, and highly critical of that. Um, likewise, this summer with the investigation of the Michigan hockey program, I'm the one who called for my good friend, Mel Pearson, um, to be dismissed because the report did not look good. So, yes, I'm from Ann Arbor. There's no denying that and went to school there and so on. But uh, I've not been afraid to be critical of Michigan. So the disconnect you mentioned, uh, yes, I agree. And I think, any again, any reasonable person looking at Michigan State's response is exactly how you do it. Um, and even a PR, I mean, you run a clinic on this. This is a, a PR professionals get on this. You get on it quickly. Uh, you make your apology, you know, full. You don't, whatever else happened on the other side, this is my complaint with Juwan Howard. I don't care what Wisconsin did. All right. The Michigan athletic director is not coach Wisconsin. You handle your own coach in that case. So I think they did a very good job with that. Um, dysfunctional hellhole. I would never describe it that way. Of course, that's Twitter. Um, these two witnesses do suggest that there's a lot of trash talk during the game. I think it's impossible that I think it's possible to trash talk during the game and still wisely have a good apology afterwards. Um, and keep in mind, it wasn't the AD and the president trash talking. It's Mel Tucker being accused of that, but not the AD or the president. Uh, and again, these are two people. I think they come by it honestly, but it's only two people. In no way am I claiming this is in any way a full report or anything close to it. This is a couple hours of writing, basically. And my point about the Big Ten is they can do a much better job than I just did getting all sides of this. Uh, in about a couple of days. So that's my beef. So, I mean, it, it does go beyond Twitter though, right? I mean, you do have Michigan state staffers saying in your article, the uh, Michigan staffers on the record saying it's the worst thing they've ever seen. This is a reflection of their leadership. So it, it goes beyond go blue 87, 32, 69. It does. I mean, and Jim Harbaugh skewered, Michigan State and the the event in the aftermath of it, which I'm not even critical of the skewering necessarily, but it, it happened. So it is coming from the actual Michigan program, the suggestion that Michigan State is the worst ever in this regard and that the, it's they're trying to hurt guys. And I, I just – it doesn't make sense. Everything before that night, I've been told again – not even allowed to trash talk. They, they're so buttoned up. It's a pro operation. I'm not saying they're perfect. Everything afterward has been handled perfectly from a PR crisis management standpoint. And, and I think from a sincerity standpoint, I mean, it's not just PR they're spinning. I, my impression was this was exactly what you're supposed to do, and they meant it. But go ahead. No, no, I agree. Yeah, I just, to me... These are again incompatible ideas. You can't you can't be both. You can't, you can't be. And I'm not saying you said that, 
Right. But people in your report said that. <laughs> yeah, the, the two people do say that, basically. Um, and I obviously do not quote Jim Harbaugh in this piece because uh, maybe there's some bias there. <laughs> uh, well, maybe there's some bias with the staffers, though. I mean, come on. It, one, of, one of the quotes was he was agitated the whole game. He was arguing with the refs. I've never seen anything like it. It's like... <laughs> Do you know who Jim Harbaugh is? I mean, right. it, 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 it's like, oh, you, know, on, you know, any coaches in the world. I mean, uh, that, that one is not unique to anything. Uh, and by the way, I uh, underestimated. I thought it was in the Michigan sidelines for three and out uh, 24 times, 25 times. It's actually like 37, something like that. And then Penn State four times. All you hear is profanity and yelling at the refs. That's nothing new under the sun. So that one can be, I think, re readily dismissed as, you know, don't doubt it. Uh, but it's, it's not even a flag. Um, obviously. So at that point, so that's a fair comment there. So it's interesting. I talked to two of the players on the team and a staffer that were all obviously on the sideline for the Michigan game. They all said the same thing in different terms. Mm -hmm. They didn't flat out say that reports wrong. They said they never heard anything like that at any point in the game. So right. I, I mean, sidelines are big. It can be 75 yards away, True. but those are people who had a real experience that were actually there. These people have been very forthcoming. One in particular, one of the players has been very forthcoming about where Michigan State made mistakes. And yeah, he can't do that, stuff like that. So I believe him that he didn't hear anything. I, I just, I think it's tough because you're coming, your report is coming from the Michigan side and the, there's an inherent skepticism there on the Michigan State side. So I, I just think that's where I, you're going to get I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but I've defended you, you know, on. I don't. Think you're, I know you're not a hatchet man. You've hurt your own career reporting honestly on Michigan. So you're you're not that. I would defend you all day on that. Mm -hmm. I just think the skepticism is kind of natural, right? I mean, that's what people sure. are going to think. Well, and I think you raise a good point. Uh, the sidelines are big places. You've got you know 85 traveling players. You've got you know what 40, 50 more people running along there. A lot can happen on the sideline. That even when I was reporting on it, you're going to miss most of it. Um, and this is back to my point. And again, I, if I could do it again, I'd probably do it differently that, uh, make it clear for one thing that this is not a thorough report. Um, and someone pointed out, I didn't talk to Michigan state and I didn't talk to the Michigan side either in terms of anybody as part of the program. Um, it, I just want to comment on these things. Uh, I recall when I mentioned the, uh, the Michigan hockey investigation, someone said, you didn't get Mel's side of things. I said, I didn't get anyone's side of things. I just looked at the report. In this case, I just looked at these two letters. So it's not a thorough report, nor am I claiming it to be. Um, and you raise a good point. This is what a good investigation will bring out, uh, is that you will always have contradictory and honest, contradictory and honest viewpoints on this. It's this party of the fog of war that during a game, a lot of crazy stuff happens and, and people see it differently. Um, also, uh, a mutual friend, David Harns, brought up the, the question of eyewitnesses. Now, the sooner you get to an eyewitness, the more accurate they tend to be. Um, but it is true. Uh, in the court of law and so on, that an eyewitness, they're often, they can be wrong. There's no question about that also. Um, and I probably would have put that caveat in there as well. Um, but again, this is not to be on the end of all. And if the, the actual report, which I hope is forthcoming from the Big Ten uh, or somebody, but really it needs to be from the Big Ten. Um, if it's got other points, we'll, we'll address those as well. And like you said, if Peyton Thorne's saying that, then that's worth noting. So this is not the end of the, this is not the end of the process. This is the beginning of the process. Um, and I understand that Michigan State fans look. I mean, the sad fact is, once they paint you as one side or the other, you can barely make a point. 
even when you praise, by the way, Michigan State, they don't believe you. <laughs> so uh, that's part of it. But I see your point. And basically everything you said about Michigan State institutionally was positive in that piece, but nobody <laughs> they blew right by that. So well, and again, and, and part it's a working mistake on my part. I mean, first of all, what I love about college football the most, it's my favorite sport, even though I play hockey. Um, and I'm here in Toronto at the Hockey Hall of Fame for other stuff. Um, what I love most about college football, and, and by the way, and I by the way, if you've not been to Justin's uh, studio, uh, I've been to you know, WJR, I've been to, <laughs> I've been to some fancy studios. That's about the best I've seen. Uh, you got stay behind you, got the green knee on the whole bit. You're obviously a passionate fan. You're not blind. Um, and hopefully I'm not either. Um, what I love most about college football fans is the, the passion they bring. The, the downside, and I don't think any fans outside of possibly international soccer are more passionate than college football fans. That's, that's the good news. The bad news is, and this is true on both sides, all sides of college football, basically, that uh, you, put, you put the glasses on and, like you say, selective reading, selective listening, it happens all the time. And it happens on both sides. And, again, I've, I haven't been that impressed by the, the Michigan side of the Twitter argument here either. No, I'm not saying, you know, burn the program down, ban them from the big – there's no basis. Second of all, it's insane. So, anyway. Um, but, uh, but what, you know, in hindsight, of course, once you put these two letters in, um, everything else you said just got steamrolled, basically. And that's that's unfortunate, but uh, fair point. You, you have, I mean, you have people based on your report, like I mean, Duncan Smith, who is, I mean, clutching pearls into putty on his uh, desk, uh, saying, "Give Michigan State the death penalty." In a direct response to your report, I mean, read your report, and the takeaway is give him the death penalty. I'll finish here. The litigation. Hey, by the way, for the record, I don't, I don't know Duncan Smith, but for the record, insanity. As I say, I mean, once you throw this thing out here, it's like one set of sharks goes to the chum this way, and one set of sharks goes to the chum this way. And I try to stay in the boat at that point because I don't want to be in that water at that point. So I, I'm in no way, shape, or form uh, supporting that either. In fact, quite the opposite. It's insane. Flatly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. I, 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 the, my issue generally with how the fallout's been handled is Michigan's litigation through the media. I have no problem with you doing your report because you're you don't owe anything. It's that it's that's a reportable thing. The multiple witnesses of this event saw what they alleged to have saw and heard what they heard. That's reportable. Mm-hmm. But Michigan is handling this largely to the media. Jim Harbaugh blasting uh, the whole thing after the fact, calling for these kids to be arrested. Uh, your report. Uh, it just it seems to be Michigan State has been the far more buttoned up and partly because they're the one under the gun. It's not apples to apples. I just think this is a failure of leadership on the conference's point, which is what you said at the top. That's my my main point. That that Uh was your opening salvo. And, and, but uh, yeah, that's why, that's why we're here. Your report doesn't happen. Even your report even explicitly said those people are pissed off. They're frustrated. What's taking so long? I'm going to call John you, right? I mean, that's basically why we're here in the first place. Right. And keep in mind, though, it's not Michigan calling. I, would, I do want to be clear about this. I, the, the sources are anonymous. They might come out. I know their names. I know who they are. I've talked to them. Uh, I know them to be credible sources. Um, again, one went to Michigan. One is a student in Michigan. One is not. One never went to Michigan, uh, for the record. But anyways, uh, but it's not University of Michigan football reaching out to me. It's these other guys. But who signs their check, John? Uh, if if you're a sideline guy, if they get a check, it's a small one. It's a it's a part time weekend job. They they work for Michigan. 
not during the day. I mean, they're employed elsewhere. They work for Michigan in the context of the story they're calling you about. Uh, on Saturdays, yes. You're yeah. correct. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. that's the Michigan side. If, if one right. of my I nurses mean, that has a med air, but... I did it, basically, from an administrative standpoint. So, I, I get it. I'm not right. saying it, it's ward manual, but it's coming oh. from people collecting paychecks from Michigan. Even if it's $5, it's, mm-hmm. no, it's true. Michigan people. True and fair. True and fair. So, and, and Michigan State has been – there's – they have some thoughts about how Michigan's handled this and stuff that they heard and saw. And we're not even getting these leaks. I mean, they're telling me about it, mm-hmm. but I'm sworn to not report it, you know, which is the complete opposite. So I, I just think this, again, failure of leadership, this is what happens. It is a natural byproduct. People leak stuff if officials don't come down with decisions in time. So uh, we'll, we'll wrap there. Not because I could talk to you all day, John. My uh, daughter has to go to school, so I actually have to go drive. <laughs> I've got drive an 8 o'clock her. breakfast that I'm not going to make on time, but uh, <laughs> yeah. tie it up, though. That's a fair point. Uh, and I think when in doubt, by the way, I mean, the old quote, don't turn a one-day story into a two-day story. Michigan State has done a great job, uh, as we said, of keeping it a one-day story from their point of view. Uh, I think the Big Ten has done a poor job, and I think you're right, litigating this in the media, and you can accuse me a bit, but I'm not t- trying to take a side here as far as that goes. Um, and again, I've bashed Michigan plenty of times. Um, but, uh, it's not Michigan, but the quotes and so on, it's better let the process run. The faster the process runs, the better it is for everybody. Um, and that I'm sure we can agree on. hundred percent. John, you bacon, best-selling author, great guest. Really appreciate your time. You're in high demand and you were blowing off like major radio interviews to do this one. I appreciate well, it. I have to make a breakfast in part in fairness to them, but I got to say, and this is for your listeners, um, look, you bleed green and white and it's behind you. And if you're anything other than rabid on certain things, certain people are going to take you to task on Twitter and so on. Uh, your loyalty to Michigan State has never been questioned whatsoever. It's, it runs deep. But it's, it's what good loyalty is. You want it to run right. Um, and you've been an utterly fair. I mean, you're becoming a, I got bad news for you. You're becoming a journalist uh, and, and, and a shockingly fair one. So <laughs> I pre- appreciate it coming from you. I mean, you're the author of my favorite sports book ever three and out. And uh, I, I like all your work, but three and out, I think is the best sports book ever written. And I've said that repeatedly. So I appreciate you, John. Thank you so much. Thank you, Justin. G- get out of school then. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go. The uh, She's going to be on the bus if I don't take her in a second here. So thank you, uh, John, <laughs> you're making best-selling author. He's, uh, he's in high demand. He, I mean, he's, he's given speeches all over the place. He's got a hundred radio interview requests, especially in, in light of what happened with the report yesterday. So appreciate his time. We will be back tonight, actually. I'm not going to tell you who, though. It's a a Michigan State player. Maybe I'll ask him if trash talk is allowed because he'll be the, what, fifth guy on the record on this show saying they're not even allowed to talk trash. So we'll see how that goes. Appreciate you, John. Ben, who woke up very early by his standards. Appreciate you. Off the curb, Justin Spiro. We'll see (laughs) you.